Alright everyone, I forgot to, to write a new thing to introduce the podcast for this week. So, welcome to D&D Tonight, we're a family that gets together every Tuesday, except for the last three weeks, because we didn't. There was stuff to be done, and people to see, and family to visit. But we get together every Tuesday to play a 5th edition game of Dungeons & Dragons. This week, to start the podcast, we're going to award experience because I said we were going to do that. Everyone gets 100 experience points! Oh man, write that down. Yeah, if you give me my stuff. 100 experience points. Only 100? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do anything last week. Well, we did. We moved the story along, which is why you get 100 experience points. Trust me, you'll get more today. Dun, okay. dun, That's dun. bad. That is bad. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Exactly. Hey, we can use our dice. All right, you metagamers. So, I also wanted to talk about Merlin's new character sheet. Uh-oh. Oh, my. Hey, look, Merlin's showing you his character sheet. It's laminated, so he can write on it with wet erase markers. Oh, my goodness. Because he's been using the same character sheet printed on paper for a year, and it was falling apart when I came to visit him. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of your character sheet, Merlin, I was looking back in my notes yesterday, sometime recently, and found out that I did not see your ring of protection on that character sheet. Uh-oh. You can write down Ring of Protection, which increases your armor class by one. Hey, that might have been useful. Accurate. <laughs> All right, is that, uh, here is that, Ring of Protection. You can probably put it on the first sheet in the bottom left-hand corner under your equipment. <laughs> okay, I found it. Ring of Protection. Did I also remind you all that you have inspiration? Inspiration. What does that do again? Yeah, I forget. That's why I'm reminding you. No one's used their inspiration since we started the podcast 35 episodes ago. So I think it's time to remind you that inspiration exists. Inspiration allows you to roll 2d20s and take the higher one whenever you want to do that. Hmm. You mean like if we're at the top of the mountain and we just want to get inspiration? <laughs> that is exactly how you acquire inspiration. To get inspiration, you have to do something inspirational. There are several ways to award it. The Dungeon Master can award it. But the one that I said, I think in episode three, was that we were going to allow you guys to suggest when someone should get some, get inspiration. So, like, say... Oh, I don't know. There was a giant squid attacking and someone dove into its mouth in order to prevent someone else from being eaten by it. That sounds pretty inspirational. So the person who dove into the mouth of the giant squid would be able to get inspiration for that. They'll be dead. <laughs> yes, they would be dead. What are you talking about? Inspiration. We should have had him watch um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 while he was here. That was beautiful. When he jumps into the monster, I have to kill it from the inside. But <laughs> they don't. Kill it from the inside. They kill it from the don't outside. Don't you see uh, Men in Black? Yes, when he shoots him from the inside. Yeah, he went inside and killed the darn thing. Yeah. Dad, is your iPad inside of some kind of protective case? No, it's not loud enough still. Is that the idea? Yeah, that's the idea. I don't know why you're so quiet. Well, the speaker, the speaker is. Uh, it's, it's an Apple product. The speaker's on the side, along with the earphone. Yeah, but the microphone's not. The microphone's on the front. I don't know why it's so quiet. I'm going to have to buy you a microphone. How do you know the microphone? Yeah, but what is he going to plug it into? How do I know the microphone's quiet? It's because I can't hear you. Uh-oh, he's gone. Frozen up. Inspiration. I thought it was imagination. <laughs> exactly. So, the... The guide for inspiration is that you should get inspiration about every game or so. So well, that's really quiet now. Oh, oh, now I can hear you. Did you did you break it and go back to your phone? No, I turned it off and turned it back again. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I can't see you. All right. So getting on with the game here. Anyway, let's recap last time. Does anybody remember anything from three weeks ago? I bet none of you do. No. Well, I would say. Uh, Somebody climbed up the mast to look around on a boat. We battled the squid, and then we were looking for land. No, we were being chased around by fog. Really? Which I said wasn't good. 
Specifically me, even though I didn't see it. You guys fought a giant squid about two weeks ago, which in-game was really like yesterday. Then your boat was in tatters, and you were kind of stuck on a heading because the rudder was broken. Yep. You did still have a sail, which was good, and Merlin rigged together some uh, dragnet in order to start turning the boat really slowly one direction or the other. Ghostslinger is right. At night, there was some creepy fog following you around. But if you remember, the very last thing you did last time was get some good news from Londor. And it was that he'd fixed the ship's wheel. We fixed that. So we can steer. So you can steer. Hmm. Yeah, well, I want to battle the ghost pirates, okay? So, you guys are on the deck with Londor and Dilly. And Londor says, as the ship starts to turn about, Ship's rudder's fixed. We can head back to land now. Lord Goldstein will be very happy to get his ship back, but most likely he'll be mad that it's broken. Mm-hmm. But considering the state that it's in, he's lucky he's getting it back at all. That sounds like a recording. It's exactly the same word you used last time. We're going to be making a straight line back towards land, if you guys don't mind. I want that horizon full of good old debt before the sun leaves the sky. Hmm. I want to battle the ghost pirates, though. Can you see Merlin here? No, your camera's off again. Okay, I have to touch the screen. Did that take away from the sound? You're fine. Let me ask you this question. Three questions. <laughs> Answer me these questions three, and the other side, you'll see. <laughs> what is your name? <laughs> uh, do, do we all have full health again? I believe we've had full health for a while. You didn't have any fighting last time, and it was a couple of days of drifting on the ocean. So you guys should have full health. You should have recovered your hit dice. You should have recovered... Actually, Merlin, did I write hit dice on your uh, new character sheet? I don't think I did. Hit dice, D6. Yes. You need to write five in front of that. And in a little spot above that where it says uh, number of hit dice, it should also say five. Hmm. A lot of hit dice. Well, it's, it's your level. You have as many hit dice as your level. So you all have five hit dice available. Oh, mine says two. Well, it's five. So it's five D10s? Yeah, you can recover five D10 worth of health on a short rest. Hmm. So after you fight for a while in a dungeon and you're all tired and tuckered out, you can sit down for a little bit and recuperate. And that lets you recover your hit points. But it doesn't let you recover your spells unless you have a special ability that says that. Okay, so the options are go to shore, or can we see the fog? We're going to see the fog. So you encountered the fog the last couple of times during the day, and your ship's in pretty bad shape. I think you guys were about going back towards land the last episode. But you also know that there's that creepy fog. Mm -hmm. Ghost pirates! Child laughter! Dilly and Londor aren't about the idea of staying out on the ocean, so they turn the ship back towards land. I know, but I'm worried. Turn it again. If we get them back towards land, they're not going to get back on the ship again. We're going to lose our ship. Well, do you ask them where they're taking the ship? Many things could happen between now and the time we reach shore. So you think we shouldn't worry about it and we should go to shore? No. We should head to shore. No. Ghostslinger. Trust me. If we fight the yeah. ghost pirates in a beat-up ship, we could end up at the bottom of Davy Jones' locker. That seems funner than being on this world. And haven't you seen... I forget which parts of the Caribbean it is. I don't know. I haven't watched it, probably. Because Davy Jones... Show me that! Davy Jones' locker does not look fun. Everything looks fun when you're not on the ocean summoning Pickle God! <laughs> all right, all right, you lot. We aren't heading to anywhere in particular. We just headed back towards land. As uh, as I've heard it, if there's land on the horizon, the whatever's out here sinking ships doesn't mess with you. So I want that horizon full of dirt before we get to another night. I don't. I can drive dirt. <laughs> well, you's crazy. Because with the state of our boat, there is no way we can stay out here a moment longer than we have to. I've got a little charcoal yes, grill going here. I'm frying pickles. Why are you frying them? I don't believe there's any pickles left. 
I think Ghostlinger <laughs> ate all the pickles. No, I did not. Ate them all. Every one of them. I'm not <laughs> Where'd you find them pickles? I had three. I thought, the, I thought the other one ate them all. She went through a whole barrel all by herself. <laughs> all right, we're sailing toward land. It's a long day. And Londor and Dilly spend most of the day trying to speed the ship up as best they can. They drop off some of the empty barrels from in the hold. They get the sail as tight as they possibly can. They try to streamline the profile of the ship in order to get as much speed behind them as they can in order to get the ship back within sight of land before nightfall. They're in a hurry. Hmm. And just as the sun is starting to sink on the horizon... Londor breathes a sigh of relief as he can see the the profile of the cliffs that he calls home just on the edge of the horizon. Mm. You better hold that course there, Billy. Billy? Londor. <laughs> Dilly. Yeah, I heard Billy. Hey, Dilly. It looks like we made it. We've made it home safe. We're not there yet. Somebody want to roll me a perception check since you all have your own dice now? Oh, my goodness. Is that a D20? It is a D20. Got a D20 immediately. She got a 20. <laughs> I got 14. You can't stop me. I got 19. <laughs> so you can't stop us. As Dilly and Londor are looking off the front of the ship towards land, the three of you look out back as you hear the cl- a clap of thunder behind you. Oh, no. That's a cannonball. You can clearly see... The fog that was chasing you before in the dark is now behind you. It is much closer than when you have seen it before. You can clearly see green lanterns bobbing slowly within the mist, and it is aggressively approaching your ship. We're going back! Dark rolling clouds are racing around the sky as if they are moving to cut you off from the land that you were moments ago racing towards. Hurricanes are coming! A chill blast of wind shoots across the water towards you, pushing your ship back towards the ghostly visage of the vessel in the fog. I think the thunder was a cannonball shot. It doesn't take long before the fog begins to envelop the intrepid. Ice crystals start to splinter off the broken wood of the deck railing, and frost quickly starts to run down the deck towards your feet as you are watching it. Oh, God. What do you do? Well, I shall draw my swords! <laughs> I am going to... How about you, Ghostslinger? What are you going to do? I was just getting to that. Is there a way that I could become a ghost? You could die. Oh, your disguise. No, the disguising hat thing. Oh, hmm. That's an interesting question. Oh, let's see. Let me get my phone out. I gotta look. I gotta look up what the disguise self does. What are you? What am I? A rogue. How do you spell disguise? The I-S-G-U. There we go. Disguise self. You make yourself, including your clothing, armor, and weapons, and other belongings on your person, look different until the spell ends or until you use your action to dismiss it. You can seem one foot taller or shorter. You can appear thin, fat, or in between. You can't change your body type, so you must adopt a form that has the same basement arrangement of limbs. Otherwise, the extent of the illusion is up to you. The change wrought by the spell fail to hold up to physical inspection. For example, if you use this spell to add a hat to your outfit, objects pass through the hat, and anyone who touches it would feel nothing. If you use the spell to appear thinner than you are, the hand of someone who reaches out to touch you would bump into you while it's still seemingly in midair. Hmm. I think you could look like a ghost. What kind of ghost do you want to look like? Casper. No! (laughs) Something like, you know, the ghosts from, uh, I don't remember. Never mind. Just a ghost. Like, not, not one of those ghosts, like... The childish ghosts, like, ghosts that have, like, full body form. Okay. Pirate ghost. That's what I'm going for, a pirate ghost. Pirate ghost. Are you going pirate ghost that's kind of glowing white 
and see-through, or are you going ghost that's like just oh, goodness. zombie ghost? Imagine, imagine the SpongeBob ghost on the pirate ship. No. I'm asking her, because this is important, what she envisions as a ghost, because she doesn't know what the ghosts on the ship look like yet. You could hide and wait until you see them, and then make yourself look kind of like that if you want to do that. That would guarantee it would make it harder for them to tell that you're not a ghost. Sure. Okay, where do you hide? Uh, Somewhere. That is where they cannot see me. Okay, so you're up on the back of the ship looking off towards the fog and stuff that was uh, coming near you. Where do you run to to hide? The other side of the ship. So you get in a pickle barrel? Yes. Genius. Ghostslinger gets in a pickle barrel out on the deck of the ship. It was fixing to be thrown overboard in order to make you go faster, but now Ghostslinger's hiding in it. There you go. So if it does get thrown over, I'm gonna die. (laughs) Or you'll just bob around in the ocean for a while. For forever. Merlin, what do you do? I'm going to levitate. What? I'm going to levitate. You're not Dr. Strange. But why? I want to get up high so I can see what's going on. You can just and the mast climb up fell the down? Mast. No, the mast hasn't fallen down. But Merlin wants to levitate. <laughs> so Merlin, put a black dot on your level one spell slot, and you are now levitating. <laughs> now, do you know how levitate works? Have you ever done it before? Oh, this is the first time. Okay, let me read you how levitate works, because you might change your mind once you know what it does. Oh, wait, it's a second level spell. What's that mean? It means don't put a dot on your level one spells, put a dot on your second level spells. One creature or object of your choice that you can see within range rises vertically up to 20 feet and remains suspended there for the duration. The spell can levitate a target that weighs up to 500 pounds. An unwilling creature that succeeds on a constitution saving throw is unaffected. The target can move only by pushing or pulling against a fixed object or surface within reach, such as a wall or ceiling, which allows it to move as if it were climbing. You can change the target's altitude by up to 20 feet in either direction on your turn. If you are the target, you can move up or down as part of your move. Otherwise, you can use your action to move the target, which must remain within the spell's range. When the spell ends, the target floats gently to the ground if it is still aloft. Hmm. Hmm. What, what is so the, if you start floating, you can't move around mean? other than by touching something. Well, I can I can lift something else, right? You could lift something else. Okay, I better wait on that one then. You can even lift other people like an enemy so that they can't get to you. Right, up to 500 pounds. That's pretty cool. That's why it's a second level spell. It's pretty powerful. So you get out your wizarding stuff ready for a fight. Yes. When Dilly and Londor realize what's going on, they turn around and see the fog envelop the ship, and they're shaking in their boots. And Dilly says, Will this darn trip never end? Can we not just go home yet? (laughs) Crying like a baby. Precisely. Londor is still not fully recovered from the other day when he got beat up by the giant squid, and he grabs onto his axe, which was sitting next to the helm. And he says, All right, if it's a fight they want, I guess we're going down with the ship. There's no dinghies around, so I guess so. From across the water, you can hear gruff voices in the mist. Oi, you, stow that line. Arg, grab the hooks, men. Run up the guns. They're gonna board us. Nah, these ones are lame. No need for the guns. Like taking candy from babes. The loot will be ours! You hear a high-pitched whistle ring out through the darkness, which has enveloped everything around you. And all is quiet for a moment. Until there is a resounding crash as the green lanterns in the fog collide with the intrepid. And suddenly the ghost ship is no longer transparent. It is solid and as real as the weapons in your hands. The world is in turmoil for a moment, as ghostly lines sling across the deck and attach gnarly-looking hooks to what's left of the deck railing of the Intrepid. Hmm. The two ships are pulled in tight next to each other, but you don't see anyone doing the pulling. 
The moment the tugging on the line stops, several spectral humanoid shapes start to materialize on the deck of both ships. These figures appear out of the fog like a message in the tea leaves at the bottom of your teacup. Where just a moment ago there was fog, there now stands a pirate band with their weapons at the ready. We have no weapons. A couple of swords. How many of them are there? We have magic. Multiple magic users. You see seven ghosts on the deck of the Intrepid, and many more on the ghost ship. Mm. The biggest one of them is a minotaur with a long, or with long, tall horns and a, a great axe in his muscular hands. All right, lads, this one's already damaged thanks to that ruddy big squid. Shouldn't prove too much trouble. Bring me the contents of the hold, and we'll be on our way. There's more merchants making the channel crossing, and we's gots plundering to do. He twirls his great axe, and as he walks across the deck of the Intrepid, he disappears. What? He walks across the deck and disappears? Yep, leaving a collection of ghosts in his wake. One of them looks familiar to all of you. Oh no. Oh no. It is similar to the specter you saw in the Brentwood Crypt all those moons ago. You also see a ghostly-looking hobgoblin with a peg leg. And there's an orc that you can see clear through his big toothy grin to a lizard carrying a shrunken head behind him. <laughs> Lastly, there's a creature you've not seen before in their midst. It has bluish gray skin, long pointed fingers with wicked-looking nails at the end, and pointy ears. Hmm. Roll initiative, everyone! Oh, great. How many dice is that? One? One die. Is it a d20? It is a d20, and you get to add one to it. Fourteen. Sixteen. I've got... I'm going to remember this time, Jessica. Hmm. NPCs aren't you necessarily useless. They're in the initiative. Dun, dun, Okay. Do what? Dilly, or Londor grabbed his axe. He's going to fight till to the death. All right, what did I hear from everyone else? 13. 16. Okay, wait a second. We're going to have to do this differently. I heard a 15 from Merlin. Oh, it's 14. Thought it was plus one. It's 13 plus one. Oh, okay. 14 total. Yep. Then what did I hear from the others? 16. 16 from Asharis. Three. Was that a three? Yes. A three. You must have rolled real bad. Uh, I oh, rolled yeah. three really times bad. because I kept rolling it off of the thing I have. That's fine. You're in a barrel. No one knows where you are. Accurate. <laughs> and because I have to pee, you can all plot your <laughs> next move. <laughs> I will be right back. No, no, it's like a practical pee break. Hey. Okay. Asharis, you always go take a pee break mid-episode. Go take a pee break. <laughs> the dungeon master has commanded it. You have to listen to him. So it shall be. Whoa. Ghost pirates. All right. I believe we have the initiative. Asharis, Merlin, Ghost Slinger, <gasps> Dilly, and Londor. Asharis. We have an accord. You're up first. What do you do? There are a bunch of dudes on the deck. I can go back through them if you'd like. Who is closest to me? Let's see. There is an orc, a hobgoblin, a crazy-looking ghost specter thingy, and... Why are they all different? There's a grayish-looking guy with long, creepy fingers, and a lizard folk shaman. Oh, and they all look like ghosts. Hmm, so I can just fit in. Let's see... Just waddle my way in and be like, hey guys, I'm a ghost too. Yeah, they're kind of silvery and transparent, and sometimes they're hard to see if they're even there. They kind of, since they're made out of the fog, like, they drift in and out of being fog. Okay, then. So? So I'll just become a ghost. The orc? All right. Asharis is... What with the orc? What are you going to do? I'm going to attack him. So I imagine... You guys are up on the upper deck where the ship's wheel is, and these ghosts kind of all materialize down on the main deck, like where the hole into the hold is. Grim, grim ghosts come up to Wait, so they're on the hole? 
Well, they're they're on that deck where the hole is that goes down. Okay, right now they're not okay. Yeah, I was just wondering, like they can stand where the hole is, but we cannot. Well, there are ghostly, so they could presumably walk through walls and stuff. Yes. Okay, so I will rush down, calling Blinky. Blinky, go! Blinky pops into existence. Where do you want him? On the main deck? Yes, he shall be by my side. Okay, he's by your side. Where are you going? Down the stairs into the main deck? Or are you going to jump over the railing and slash at someone on the way down? Yes, we're going to jump over the railing, somersaulting. Both swords are out. Do you say anything? Dramatic music is playing in the background. <laughs> Play Highway to the Danger Zone! No, 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 no. Thunder? No, that's that's not <laughs> your thing. Song. All right, roll me an attack. Do you say anything? Oh, wait, I already asked you that. You roared, or... Yeah, you did whatever that is. My attack. Attack... Howl. No, it's a chicken. Chicken? It is a chicken. Um, 11? Total? Do I get to plus anything to that? Yeah, well, your dexterity bonus. You're to hit bonus okay, with your yes. weapons and all that jazz. Okay, my dexterity is 5. Uh, plus your proficiency, which I think is 3. 3, yes. So that's a 19. A 19? Okay. Yeah, that's plenty good enough. You jump down off the deck railing and slash into this orc. <laughs> Roll me damage. Okay, so is this a d6? Yes, it has six sides. And then this is the d8? Yes, it has eight sides. Count the sides and you'll know. Well, look, it's... (laughs) It's all new. I know. You've never had to do dice before. I hadn't even thought about the fact that you've never done dice before. I mean, some of these dice are weird. I already know all the dice. Okay, um, I got a two plus... I guess the three for the proficiency? You don't get proficiency, but you do get your dexterity modifier. Oh, so five plus two. So So total of seven? Seven, yeah, yeah. Your sword slashes through the fog that makes up this orc, and he turns to look at you with a big toothy grin. Did it do any damage? No. You did put a big slash through him. Okay. But he's kind of ghostly and sort of half there. So your sword just kind of passes through him like when you fought the specter in the Brentwood Crypt. So does that But is it doing damage? Yes, you get the distinctive feeling that it did damage because he winces a little bit. Okay. But you don't know if it's as effective as it Magic. could be. Magic. Okay. Mom. Then I'll hit him with my other sword. All right, whack him with the other sword. Give me another attack roll. Mom, this is very important. Three. Do you get to add the five to that one or no, because it's the offhand? You do get it because you have that feat that lets you have it on both. Okay, so eight. Plus your proficiency modifier. Eleven. On the money. All right, roll me damage. Six. Plus your five? Plus five, yes, eleven. All right. Eleven, eleven. Man, it's a lot of elevens, right? Yep. The orc says, oh, that tickles. Oh my, it's just rude. So, then it's Blinky's turn? It's Blinky's turn. Roll an attack roll for Blinky. Going to do anything. What do you mean, how's the dog gonna do anything? He can bite. They're ghosts. Exactly. Well, I asked if the sword is doing anything. He said yes. We've rolled a 12. Plus your attack bonus, which is your five and three. He gets mine, right? Okay. Yep. I decided okay. he gets yours, because it makes no sense for him to be less good than you. Okay, so he got a whole bunch. Yep, that'll do it. Roll attack. Okay, his bite is 1d6 plus 1. So 3 plus 1 is 4. But we're giving him your dexterity modifier. So then 5. So 9? Yes. The phone is ringing. There's an animal in trouble. trouble. Why do you guys remember that? Blinky dives at this ghost and knocks him down onto the deck of the ship and rips him apart until all of the fog just dissipates immediately and the ghost is gone. See? You said, what could he do? He's gonna come back. He did it. He got rid of him. And it's gonna come back. 
what is your plan? Are you, is it her turn? Do you say anything as your dog destroys one of these ghosts? Good job, Blinky. That'll teach that old pirate ghost thing. Merlin! I don't have any catchphrases. <laughs> Make yes. one up. It's your turn. There is now a hobgoblin, a specter, and a gray-looking thing that you've not seen one of before. Can we just... Oh, and a lizard person. Lizard person. I don't know if you. I don't know if you guys have seen a lizard person before. Have you seen a lizard person before? Yes, no. we have. In the Feywild, right? They're in the Feywild. Ah, okay. Merlin has not. How close are we? You are thirty feet away. They're down on the main deck of the ship, and you are up on the deck with the ship's wheel. How close are my friends? Asharis jumped down onto the main deck and attacked the closest one, who was an orc, and Ghost Slinger... Is there anybody within 30, anybody within 30 feet of me? Friendly or enemy? Friendly. Asharis is within 30 feet of you. Ghost Slinger ran to the other end of the ship and held, hid in a barrel. Uh, also, I think Dilly and Londor are within 30 feet of you. All right. Can I uh, check for magic? Sure. Roll me a d20. Two. <laughs> Good job, you're special. Plus your intelligence modifier. I have no intelligence. That's almost a one. Wow, we're getting somewhere with these horrible rolls. My intelligence is minus four. That's not true. It says intelligence. I don't know why those are minuses. That's a plus. Oh, thank God. <laughs> how did that happen? I have no idea how that happened. I apologize. My ineptitude knows no bounds. All right, so it's a, a it's a, a five then. I think all of those are plus except for your strength. Your strength is negative one. Okay. So that's a six plus your proficiency in knowing stuff. So that is a nine. With a nine, because it's not a one, <laughs> you know that the air is al- almost electrified with how much magic there is around you the ghostly ship is definitely magic the fog is imbued with magic because it is actually what is making up these ghosts they are the fog and the fog is them is there a higher intensity in one particular area the ship just the ship the whole ship Yes, the ghost ship is definitely the source of all the fog and the ghosts. You... So it's not in the captain's quarters of the ship. It's the ship. In general, the ship. You can just tell it's from over there-ish, the uh, ghost ship. You also know, because you've fought these things before, that the ghost rules apply. So they have resistance to a lot of different attacks that are not magical-based. So, like, if a weapon is magical, it will do extra damage to them. You also know that because they are ghosts, they are damaged to, or they are vulnerable to radiant damage. I want to attack the ship. What's radiant damage? Radiant damage is generally done by things like clerics, because they have holy power behind their attacks. Hmm. So, you want to attack the ghost ship. There are a bunch of more ghosts on the ghost ship than the ones that are on the deck of your ship. Who's to say they're not just going to swing over here and join the party? Hmm. I don't know that that sounds like a good idea. Generally, when the big bad guy walks away and goes back to the ship, throwing a fireball towards him is a bad idea. (laughs) How big is this ship? Twice the size of yours. (laughs) He's got all guns. They've got pirate. They've got cannons. It is definitely more than five hundred pounds. Although it is ghostly, which might mean it weighs nothing. Mm. Mm. Do you want to levitating (laughs) it out of the water? Okay, I will let you try that. Roll me a d twenty. Actually, no. Uh, You expend the spell slot, and I'll roll me a d twenty. All right, the ghostly ship starts to rise up out of the water, and you can see the barnacles on the bottom of it. They are huge crustaceans. You can see little feelers and stuff sticking out of the barnacles, and a bunch of little eyes are staring at you as the ship starts to drift over top of your ship. Cool. We're getting wet from... It is a concentration spell. Uh, if you are hit, there is a chance the ghost ship will fall out of the sky. It's, a, it's higher than our mask. Come on. It's actually only 20 feet in the air, because that's how far you can move things in one turn. Well, our mask is not 20 feet. No, it's not. So it's going to miss us. And it's going to hit you. Maybe. 
Oh, God. We're all going to die. It's floating. Just kind of over there next to you where it was. It's also it's also still tethered to your ship by the lines that they hooked onto the uh, the deck railing. So, like, it's floating up there like a balloon. And we have a sword from our next contestant that's going to chop those ropes off. All right. Would you like to move? No, would you like to move yourself? Where can I move to? I mean, I'm on the ship. I don't know. You could get as far away from all the ghosts as possible. You could get down next to Asharis towards all the ghosts. You could attempt to maybe hide or something. I don't know. I don't know what you would want to do. Maybe move back so they can't get to you in one turn. Might be a good idea. I think that's a good idea. I will be like um, Ghost Slinger and uh, hide. I feel like this is an epic moment. What does Merlin look like as he starts concentrating and lifts this ghostly vessel out of the water? I look like Merlin with a hooded hooded character and my arms are up and I'm lifting the ship out of the water. What does the magic look like around you as you somehow manifest this near miracle of magic? A bright green blast of power and the ship arises from the water. And in fact, I'm going to go further and say the entire ghost ship is glowing with the green energy of your spell. Because our dear listeners at home, that was a nat 20. (laughs) And our captain, their their captain is going to piss his pants. (laughs) Next up, a hobgoblin sees what Asharis did to that orc and charges at her. The hobgoblin charges at Asharis. You killed me, mate! Does a, does a 19 touch your armor class? Did you say 19? Yes, it did. I'll roll very high. Yes. You will take 7 slashing damage. Yikes. Next up, you hear a screech. Like a terrible, terrible screech of pure shrill... Bleh. And a pink specter shoots across the deck of the ship towards you, going through the other ghosts, and swipes at Asharis. Oh my goodness. They're all after me. Cut the rope. It's not my turn. I'm just getting attacked. Yes, and there are a lot of them. That is a nine plus some. (laughs) Everyone else is hiding. Does a 13 hit you? No. What does it look like as you... Get out of the way of this screeching beast as it charges towards you. So it's like it's coming towards me and I cartwheel out of the way. You nimbly cartwheel out of its way. Dilly and Londor are up top and they see a specter come charging at you screeching with evil and your nimble display of awesomeness inspires them to greatness. Dilly and Londor come rushing down the stairs and they will take a swipe at the hobgoblin, because it is far less terrifying than the specter. Oh, and with a fabulous display of axemanship, Londor gets his axe into the hobgoblin. Wow. But it does the same thing that your swords do, and just kind of passes through it, leaving a cleave in the air. Hmm. Next up, the large beastie that you haven't seen one of before with the long pointed fingers and the gray skin comes marching over towards Dilly and Londor. Oh no. And he tries to bite at Londor. Oh, that's no good. He tried to bite at Londor. <laughs> it bites at Londor and does very high damage. Oh no, he's gonna kill Londor. 15 damage to poor Londor. Oh my gosh. And Londor is bleeding profusely from the wound. He does not look very good. And after it bites Londor, you can see this terrible green breath come out of it. And it swipes at Dilly. And Dilly just narrowly gets out of the way. Next up, the lizard folk that Merlin has never seen before casts... A spell! You can hear it start to chant over the wind. uber daba 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 uber daba 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 uber daba daba And... It sounds like we're in the tiki room! Oh, this was a mistake. This is too many new creatures all at once. 
Shark bite. Ooh, ha <laughs> The sword in your main hand, Asharis, starts to glow red hot. What? Again, I lose a sword? It does. 11 points of damage to you. Oh my god. And you have to pass a constitution saving throw or drop the weapon. What? Roll me a d20 and add your constitution saving modifier. I don't know what a const... I don't... I have one constitution. Okay. I don't know what how high you have to roll to pass. I roll 11. Including your plus one? 12. You hold on to your sword if you want. You can drop it if you don't want to. But it's not going to injure me if I hold on to it? So, I'll put it to you this way. 11 points of damage! I'll put it to you this way. You can hold it until your turn, which will let you attack with it, and then you might not want to hold on to it anymore. Let's drop it now. Why did he get rid of- Well, see, but then you're going to have to use something else to attack with. Why did he get so hot? Well, yeah, but you just said- I should hold on to it until my turn, and then I'm not going to hold on to it anymore. So I'm going to have to attack with something else anyway. No, you could use it and then drop it. Oh. Because you passed your constitution saving throw. It's very hot, (laughs) but you passed your constitution saving throw, so you can continue to hold on to it, and it won't hurt you until the lizard's next turn. And then it might hurt you again, because that's how the spell works. I'm down to 22 hit points for those playing at home. For those counting. That's what the lizard does. This is bad. This is all bad. Ghost Slinger, you are hiding in a barrel of pickles. <laughs> I've been doing this for the past, like, six turns! What do you want to do? What I said I was gonna do earlier, okay. but I had to wait six turns for. What do you do? How do you do it? What are you, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna, how are you gonna make this amazing thing happen? I wanna know. <clears throat> I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, that's how the spell works. (laughs) I'm going to make you do that every single time you want to change your look then. Exactly. And then I become a ghosty ghost pirate looking thing that is not a pirate. Okay, so do you look like any one of these particular pirates or do you just look like yourself but ghosty? Or do you look like yourself but ghosty with pirate hat? What are you what are you going for as you look like one of them? The pirate hat one. Okay, so you got a big pirate hat and you look like a ghosty ghost. What's your plan now? Come out of the pickle barrel. Okay, you come out of the pickle barrel, what do you do? Waddle away. To where? The center of the ship. Okay, so you walk into the middle of the ghosts. What do you do in the middle of the ghosts? I have a very good idea. A very, very good idea. Is there a way I can throw the ice knife at the ground since I'm in the middle of the ghosts and then it would burst and hit like all of them? You could do that, but why do you look like a ghost? So that I could go in there and do that with no reason. Okay, you just wanted to look like a ghost? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You can totally throw your ice knife at one of them in the middle of the group and then it will explode and hit a bunch of them. Yeah, you should hit one of them with it, and then it will explode and still hit all the others. Accurate. Yeah, so let's say you throw your ice knife. Who's where? I think everybody is pretty much all up on Asharis. Actually, they're pretty much all gathered at the base of the stairs. Trying to kill Asharis. There's a hobgoblin and a specter and the big crazy looking thing with the long fingers is at the base of the stairs. So you're right up next to them. And you summon up an ice knife. Well, I'm going to throw it at the weird thing. The weird thing? All right, roll me an attack roll against the weird thing. Ten. Ten plus... Uh, Isn't it proficiency proficiency in your dexterity? So that's sixteen. That's good. And it is a... Roll me a damage. What's damage, Mom? Oh... That's right. I'm still in charge of the spells. Mm-hmm. I sn- oh my gosh, why are there ads in the spells? <laughs> Even here we're plagued by ads. <laughs> um, it says on a hit the target takes one D ten piercing damage. 
All right, give me one d10 piercing damage, little girl. And you gotta find the d10. This is a d12, right? <laughs> the d10 has kind of a zigzag shape to it, like this guy. Yeah, I'm right then. There's no 10 on it. That's. Oh, it's got a zero on it. The zero means 10. All right. Seven. All right. You do seven damages. Wait, isn't it like plus something? Uh, it would be normally, but you're doing a spell, so it has a secondary effect. Oh, okay. The, star, the shard then explodes. The target and The shard explodes! And each creature within five feet of the point where the ice exploded must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take two d6 cold damage. All right. Oh, no, that means I have to do the thing. I have to look up everybody's dexterity. You have to do all that rolling. What's your, de- what's your saving throw thingy, Jessica? Your spell save DC. Well, that one fails. 13. She's a 13? Mm-hmm. How's a 2 do you? <laughs> oh, that one passes. And why did I miss that guy? Uh, he's not over there. Okay, I missed one. There's a lizard as well. He's not in the blast, though, because he's a, he's a magic-y type. Oh, no! Alright, two of them pass, one of them fails, and the one that fails takes full damage, the other two take half. So, roll me, what is it, 2d6 you said? 2d6. Roll me 2d6 damages. A 4 and a 2. So, 6 damages. Who's up next? I am. Let's see, Ghostslinger, you moved, you did a thing. Yes, I believe it is now <gasps> Asharis' turn. Asharis! You are surrounded by a bunch of scary things that are attacking you, as well as a not-very-good-looking dwarf who was attacked by a big gray-looking dude. Is he dying? The gray-looking dude or the dwarf? The dwarf. The dwarf is definitely bleeding out. He's got some serious damage on him. Great, I'm going to have to spend both my turns casting spells? You don't have to heal him. You can leave him to fend for himself. And die. And he'll die. Eh, maybe. We can revive him. It depends him. on whether or not you win. Hmm. We can revive him, right? Okay, so I need to cast the bark skin on, um... Doke? Blinky. Because that is what I did forget to do. Okay. Oh, yeah, if you'd have called that at the start, that would have been a good move. Yes, pull out the swords, cast the bark skin. <laughs> I'm sorry, your your character is a very preparation-based character, apparently. Yes, you have to be prepared at all times for the battle. But guess what? You could only cast it so many times. Okay, so I cast that, and then now I can attack, right? Yes, you cast a spell. Let's say you did that with your free action, so you still get your full attack, so you get your long sword and your short sword. Keep. Okay, the long sword. Uh, wait, who am I attacking? Which one of these things is the baddest? You have, in front of you, a glowing purple specter thing. That just, like, almost took me out. Yep, that almost hit you. You have a hobgoblin, who's taken a little bit of damage from Londor, and you have a big, scary-looking gray dude that did a big old bite on Londor. Hmm. Well, who hit me for 11 points? Your sword did. Oh, because it got hot from something. From the lizard, who is apparently a magic-y type guy on the other side of the battlefield. Hmm, okay. Then we shall attack the big scary looking dude, I guess. The gray guy? Yeah. All right. You go after the big scary looking dude. Uh, let's see. Mm -hmm. It's Peter. Six plus eight. Fourteen? A fourteen? We'll do it. Roll me a damage. The D8. Six. Plus, you know, some stuff. Six plus eight. Six plus eight is fourteen. Yep. How does the big scary dude look? His legs start to disappear into the fog. Mmm. Kind of like Back to the Future. Yes. It's like he's fading out. <laughs> I will attack him with the other hand. Attack him with the offhand as well. Also, at the end of your attack with your sword, what do you do with it? I guess I drop it on the ground. Okay, you drop it on the ground and attack with the other sword. 19. 
That'll definitely do it. Okay, D6. Two. Two plus your dexterity modifier. Oh, seven. Yep, he is not looking so great anymore. He's kind of just a floating torso at this point with big gnarly looking claws. And big old nasty teeth. Man, we gotta take these people down. Man, I should have bought that dice rolling tray. Well, you didn't have any dice at the time. You didn't know. I know. Could have put other things in there. Car keys. <laughs> Loose change. Merlin, you have levitated a giant great big boat up into the air so to try and keep reinforcements from getting onto your ship. And you can cast spells while it is floating as long as it is not a second concentration spell. What would you like to do with your turn? Mage hands. I want to go down and untie the freaking rope. There's like 15 of them. I forgot about the rope. Ropes? Yeah, there's a. this is a giant great big ship attacking another ship. You've seen boat movies. When they throw over the boarding ropes, there's like 15 of them. Yeah, you have to say, cut us loose! Cut us loose! And then a bunch of guys pop up out of your crew. Oh, wait, there's only a few of you. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then maybe one of you takes about 15 minutes to cut all the ropes free. Yes, yes, yes. Then set the rope on fire. Can you do some sort of fire breathing? <laughs> you have friends below you who are fighting off a, hor- a horde of ghosts. And some of them don't look very well. Just take out these guys. You feel like you have stemmed the tide of ghosts from the enemy ship at this point. Your concentration spell will continue to float the the ship above you for ten minutes or until your concentration is broken. So what would you like to do to help your friends? <sighs> I will allow you as a minor action to burn one of the ropes. Let's say there are ten ropes and you can burn one per turn. God, I hope it doesn't take ten turns. <laughs> If it does, that boat will start to float away into the sky. (laughs) (laughs) I can't just start the bottom of the boat on fire? The bottom of the boat is wet and spectral. Mm. So roll me a d20 unless you feel like it was a bad idea to try and catch a wet boat on fire. I won't do that, but I will will use my lightning bolt. Uh Uh-oh. <laughs> Who can I save here? You are up high. Your friends are down low. I will... You can lightning bolt two of them from your current vantage point. Unless you want to get the the lizard with his magiciness, in which case you're going to have to target just him. Is the lizard wet? No, he's a ghost. Oh, all right. I'll do the lizard. Two hits toward the lizard. No, you can't get two hits on the lizard. It's a line five feet wide made of lightning. You can either shoot two of the ghosts that are very close to each other next to Asharis and Dilly and Londor and Ghostlinger or the lizard off over there on his own. Because he's a magic type guy. He's not all up in the fray. All right, I'll do the three. The first one that you mentioned. Okay, let me figure out which ones you're going to hit. You can either hit the gray guy, who's not looking very good, and the specter, or the hobgoblin and the specter. I'll take the one that's not looking too good. All right, so roll me an attack roll. Actually, you don't do that with that spell. That spell, I make dexterity saving throws. Gray guy, what's your spell save, DC? I think it's on the back of your sheet. I think it's like 15. What's it called? Spell save DC. should be on the top with all your spells. Oh, I see. It is 15. All right. He fails. And the, oh my goodness, a (laughs) nat one. They both fail. So roll me. I don't remember. Does it say how many dice on there? Spell attack bonus seven. Uh, No, it does not say. Okay. I got it right here. A stroke of lightning forming a line 100 feet long and 5 feet wide blasts out from you in a direction you choose. Each creature in the line must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 8d6 lightning damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Roll me 8d6. A d6 is a standard die. Unless you would rather me roll 8d6, and I, I will do that. Sheesh. 
I think you only have one, so you'll have to roll it like nine times. Oh, you're going to roll nine times? Eight times. Would you like me to do it? Look how beautiful these dice are. Right? <laughs> They're all green and pretty. They're beautiful dice. What a nice present. Thank you, Derek. You're welcome. Roll away, son. All right, I will roll these eight dice. Cha. Yahtzee! That's nine, ten, thirteen. Yahtzee! <laughs> what? <laughs> and eleven. What's thirteen and eleven? Hmm. Um, twenty. Twenty-four? Four. And what did yes. we say? That was this one. And the gray-looking dude dissipates into the air. <laughs> Up next, that guy's dead. The hobgoblin will strike out at Asharis again. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. everything attacking Asharis? I don't know why everything's attacking me. They want me to die. You're the tank. I'm about to not be the tank. I'm about to be dead. The hobgoblin rolls a... Dun, dun, 19. Dun. Oh my god. Okay, something wrong with your dice over there. Tasharis <laughs> will take seven damage. Is she dead yet? Nope. Not quite. I'm not dead. Are you below half health? Yeah, yes. You are bloodied, according to 4th edition rules. It's not a thing anymore, but I think it's helpful to know when you have half health. Fifteen is all we have left. The specter sees that Dilly is trying to pull Londor back up the stairs and away from them. So it will attack Londor. Oh, no. Man, he's not doing so good at this attacking thing. That's two misses. That's a ten. Will a 10 break your armor? No, it doesn't break anybody's armor. Dilly pulls Londor out of the way at the last moment as the specter tries to drain the life out of him. Oh my gosh. Drain the life out. Mom. Yes. Suck the life out, give the life out. <laughs> Londor pushes back against Dilly and strikes at the specter. Get off me boat, you ruddy great thing. And the axe goes wide. As Dilly pulls him up another stair, the lizard sees that you have dropped your sword. Oh, great. So he's going to attack me with something else I've now. Lost, I've lost the place. Who's dead? That guy's dead. Over here, lizard. What does that do? I don't even know what that does. That sounds like fun. Let's find out if it's any fun. It won't be for us. Suck the life out. Give the life back. <laughs> That's what you do. Suck the life out, give the life back. Hmm, that won't do any good. Let's try. You gotta tell him what the joke means. Yes, that is probably true. Then it'll make sense. Dirk. Yes. Have you played Overwatch? I have played Overwatch. Have you played Moira? Oh, I do know Moira. Yes, I know what you're doing. Suck the life out, give the life back. The lizard casts another spell. Ooh. And suddenly, out of the fog, there appears a reptile. What? I don't know what kind of reptile yet. It is summoning in a reptile. Oh, no. A reptile. Not good. Not good. What time is it? Oh, it is time that I should probably pause and resume this. Next time. Well, that's a great cliffhanger. What doll, what thing is coming out? We don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'll have to look it up. I'll have to find a reptile. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> oh, it could be, it could be actually just a swarm of little tiny lizards. Which no, would be my pretty goodness. hilarious. We're being attacked by geckos. <laughs> yep, a bunch of geckos. The Geico commercial. <laughs> exactly. Octopus snake. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, wait. Hello. I could do that. That would be fun, potentially. But wait, I will put a, there's more! I will put a bookmark there, because that could be the thing that's going to kill you. Uh, what about that? Oh, no, I think it's definitely... Oh, wait, it can't be that. Dang it. It's too big. He's not allowed to summon that. <gasps> he could summon that, though. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that might be it. Maybe that's what it's going to be. All right, we will pause it there. <laughs> Are you all having fun in your... Almost dying to this challenging battle full of enemies you've fought and have not fought. She's almost dying. I'm 
living. Yeah, you haven't even been hit yet. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I should probably have Ghostslinger get hit. She wasn't in the first round, so I forgot about her. Yay. Second round, summoned thing. Okay. It's nine o'clock? Yep. Wow. It is. Okay. Did everyone have fun? Time always flies by. We have so much fun playing this game. I don't even know what happened through the first half. (laughs) Because for half the time that we were here, we were just talking. For part of it. About normal stuff. 